Hey friends, it's Jenna and Ashley. Welcome back to season three of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, it's Ashley. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is here and with it, the beginning of phase five. We had the opportunity to screen it early as did our special guest this week. Ron is a good friend of ours and the editor-in-chief of pocculture.com. We couldn't wait to talk about it, and having Ron join us is extra awesome, of course. But let me be clear, this is your spoiler warning. We are going to get into it all. So if you have not seen Quantumania, bookmark this, save it, do whatever you need to do, and come back later. Before we get into it, if you're new here or haven't already, we'd love it if you would subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks, and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group non-toxic fandom geek girls universe you don't need to be a girl to join only a geek ron introduce yourself tell our listeners about you where they can find you your favorite fandom whatever you think they need to know about you hi thanks so much for having me on the geek girl podcast i'm so honored to be a part of this um yeah i'm ron from pocculture.com we celebrate people of color and all diversity in, in geekdom and fandom. Um, my my number one geekdom, I think you asked, is, is probably Marvel right now. Um, it's just, it's funny because I love Marvel in general. I grew up reading comics, you know, from as early as I can remember. Uh, but, you know, what really I love is the more recent phases with more diversity, but then those are the phases everybody complains about. So I'm sure we're going to talk about that, but thanks for having me. <laughs> You're you're not wrong. We were in an argument yesterday about phase four with some people and it's fine, but we won because they were like, they knew they were wrong. And did you look at the crowd this morning stress. though? Because well, a little bit this again. morning, but mostly yesterday. And they stopped arguing quickly because they were wrong. <laughs> it's really hard to argue when your only argument is I don't know anything about what's happening and I can't read a comic book. Or I don't want to watch all the shows because they're diverse. But we loved Avatar, The Way of Water. Oh, no. We're already devolving into what we said we're not going to do. <laughs> yeah, so before we hit record, we promised we would stay on task. Because if you're, if you're not new here, you know Jan and I love a good tangent. But, I mean, okay. It's kind of on topic a little bit. It is. It, re- it truly is. And at the end of the day, my... <laughs> Like my point with them, oh, seriously, my dog just decided she's going to start barking. I love it. Um, But my point with them was like, so this one guy basically was like, oh, but Avatar, blah, 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 but doesn't like anything in like phase four and now phase five. And I was like, so basically you're telling me you don't like diversity and you like white savior BS co-opted stories. That's when they got quiet. man. And that's when they got quiet. Yeah. I was like, okay, so tell me you don't like diversity without telling me you don't like diversity. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right, let's get back on topic, (laughs) which is (laughs) Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. All right. We've all seen it. Ron, we're going to let you go first as the guest. What are your thoughts? Your review, like a quick review reaction? You don't yeah. have to hold back. Just try to keep it family friendly. You know, if you're yeah, really I, passionate about certain design choices. Absolutely. Are are we full spoiler on this podcast, by yeah. the way? Full spoiler. Yeah, by the yeah, by the time we air it, it'll be out so we can do, yeah, we're full spoilers. Perfect. Well, 
Thanks for letting me go first. First of all, the my my number one favorite thing is Jana and I were at the same screening. And so yes. we, which doesn't happen okay. that often. Just like rub it in or whatever. <laughs> okay. Like I was at screening with nobody to like geek out about with anything. It's fine. It's whatever. Go ahead. Keep going. So that was great. Uh, it was a good experience. And I mean, you know, the thing is the movie at early Rotten Tomatoes reviews are not treating it super kindly. Um, I think the best way that I summarize it is that if you liked the first two Ant-Man films, you know, directed by the same director, starring predominantly the same cast, then I think fans will like this film. Um, and those who didn't like the first two, who go in thinking that they're going to suddenly be dramatically, you know, um, different in terms of their opinion, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't think most people go into any franchise thinking, well, I hated the first two, but I'm going to love the third, you know, and that just is unreasonable expectations. Um, so, me personally, Ant-Man is not my favorite franchise. I think the movies have shown that they're very important to the overall story that Marvel is telling. And I think this one is as well. So in the same vein, I appreciate that, um, you know, Peyton tried to do something different um, from the first two and it is different, but to me probably um, was a little bit too ambitious uh, and didn't quite land in, in a lot of ways. I mean, but I still overall liked it, by the way. I mean, it was still entertaining. Right. I mean, honestly, Kang was just, I think even if Ant-Man is not your favorite, Kang the Conqueror was just like so good. And I love Jonathan Majors. As soon as I saw him as He Who Remains and that whole like monologue that he gave and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, we're in for it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I, that, I mean, that's the thing I'm most excited about for it is Kang like right like I think you know like you said Ron like if you go into it you know you like the other two movies you'll probably like this one it has a little less comedy it's a little darker a little more dramatic a little heavier but we're introducing a new villain which if you pay attention to anything that's been going on in phase four Loki tv show um mm -hmm. you know that we were getting Kang and why he's here and what's coming down the pike so that part of it's exciting I think to anybody so maybe those who would go into it thinking oh well I didn't like the first two but maybe this is going to be different it is a little bit different um but you're getting Kang which honestly like maybe you're not here for the family element maybe you're not here for like the joke element but if you're not here for Kang like I don't even know why you're sticking around to watch anything in the rest of the MCU frankly because Jonathan Majors is a force to be reckoned with. Like there are some actors that I hold very high in my like list of, I would watch them anywhere, anytime and anything, you know, stage screen. And Jonathan Majors is right up there in that list because he's just so formidable. Um, and so I, I do think that this is a movie that maybe is worth watching, even if you didn't like the first two. I think it's definitely going to be homework, right? Because you need to. Also, we don't need to jump to the post-credit scenes yet, but the post-credit scenes, <laughs> especially that second one, I was dying. And that's when I was really mad that you two were sitting next to each other at a screening and I had already seen it and you hadn't. And so I'm like, I wanted to talk to her on my drive home, but I couldn't because she hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, man, they get to like smack each other. Like, oh my God, did you see that? And I Which I did try that. to do a couple times. And I think Ron might've tried to turn to me and be like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> are you okay over there? 
we're very like, oh my God, like I'm going to grab you and like shake you. Did you see that? So anyway, oh, it was great. I We had a little bit of a teaser because uh, a, a small teaser because Jana shared the text that Ashley, that you sent in advance, like you're going to die with the post credit <laughs> scenes or whatever it was. And yeah, they were, it, they were great. That's a great point because the, the stingers for the films are like every fan asks about it, right? And anytime um, you get fortunate enough to see a, an advanced screening, everyone's like, how many stingers? What are they about? But that's the thing everybody asks for, no matter what the film is. And I, they vary in terms of their um, importance, right? Sometimes it's just nonsense, which is fine. Um, but these two were significant. And I think that's, that, that was pretty awesome. Honestly, well, I think in general, like with the stingers and the film itself, it was very like almost phase one Marvel to me in terms of like the stingers, especially, right? Because they, neither one were fun, like they're funny and they're fun, but they also both are very important. You know, it's not like the shawarma, which I love, but like, it didn't matter that we saw them eating shawarma. It was just kind of just funny to be like, yep, nope, they fought the whole battle of New York. They're tired, they're hungry. And hey, the shawarma place is open, great. These two, it's like, oh, these play into the future one more immediately than the other. And just in, like I said, with the setup, with the villain, this is very Thanos, like I'll do it myself, I think kind of moment when we saw him. And yeah, I don't know. I really like the movie, but I love the first two. But I think Ron's right. You know, like I didn't like Iron Man. He's not my favorite. I understand the importance but he's not my favorite. So I didn't like Iron Man 3 any more than I liked Iron Man 1 or 2 or anything with Tony Stank in it. <laughs> so, I'm kidding. He's fine. I'm glad he died. <laughs> I'm glad he took one for the team too, Ashley. It was I'm glad the Russo brothers were like, you started this mess. And you're going to finish it. You're yep. going to pay for it. 100%. So, Such a know, great decision. And we all know... <laughs> They were right because what if says so also. Very true. And the accords have been repealed. So, I mean, just wins all around for Team Cat. But they, that's a tangent, Jana. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I loved it. Like, yes, I, I think the first two had a little bit more to it that I loved more because there's some missing pieces, I should say, in this one. You know, the entourage isn't in it. And I just, I missed it. Like I wanted, I actually thought that was going to be one of our post credits is that Luis was like popping up, retelling the story to somebody else that he heard from them. And I was like, oh, I missed that. I wish that had been there. But yeah, the rest of it, I mean, it had some things. I was like, okay, it's a little, you're doing, a, you're doing a lot. Visually, I thought it was great though. I mean, it was very Star Wars. I mean, they said that in the press conference, right? They they drew from all this science fiction stuff and you could tell. And it was cool. I appreciated that we could understand what all the aliens were saying. So that's always the beef with Star Wars. You're like, what? What are they talking about? I don't know. Apparently in this universe, you can just drink some sludge ooze stuff. <laughs> and you can understand people, which is great. Forcefully uh, or willingly, depending on your, you know, yeah, personal style. That That is very true. Um, yeah. And then MODOK, of course, was... <laughs> he was a choice <laughs> and I know you two yeah. have very strong feelings about that choice I'm kind of just like eh, it's whatever it's one of those things where Modoc is or I should say Modoc is uh, a right. very 
<laughs> it's just an absurd character, so we I get it. But if you're going to make the choice to introduce the absurd character, and then um, I appreciate the effort to lean all the way in on just like let's just make it the most absurd, ridiculous thing ever. But I think it, it didn't look good. Um, it, just this the way they the face did not look good. It just it was distracting to me. Um, we saw Modoc, but and that was its own thing. And the end of the way the character arc ended, I again, Jen and I kind of turned to each other, like we see what they're doing, but it just, to me, it just didn't hit. Like it wasn't funny. It needed to be much funnier if they were going to go goofy. I actually thought they were going to go semi-serious with the faceplate in the trailers, you know, because the faceplate actually looks kind of pretty scary. And I was like, oh, okay, they're going to actually make it kind of a, a, a scary um, cybernetic villain, which would have been kind of cool, but it wasn't. Yeah, and that's actually one of the, that's probably one of the biggest negatives that I wrote in my review was the whole MODOK choice. Because again, yes, it was a choice, a very distinct choice. And yes, appreciating the like full leaning into the absurdity of this character, but the face, it was distracting. Like put the faceplate back on, show us the face for a minute to be like, oh, this is what you look like now. Okay, like giant compressed head. But like, it was just super distracting and in a way that didn't add anything. Like there's distracting that's like funny or distracting that adds to something. But this was just distracting and dumb, in my opinion. I was like, why, why did we do this? I, mm. I actually saw some debate about it yesterday on Twitter because somebody released, somebody recorded footage, right? It's overseas. And so you, first of all, can we all just agree that like watching something that's meant for a movie screen from a cell phone recording is just not the best way to discuss graphics. <laughs> I mean, the quality is just not going to be there anyway. But it was interesting to see the the back and forth. Like some people were like, it's fine. He's a giant floating head. Like who cares? Other people are like, they should have made him more wrinkly or whatever when they showed the face. And yeah, I think he looked better with the mask on. With the mask off, he was very distracting. Like you said, he wasn't, I didn't write about him at all. So that should tell you, like, he didn't really factor in for me. Other than I did like the joke about his name. Because he was like, Ron said, you know, it's like, it's not Modoc. There's an F in there. So that's <laughs> like, <laughs> because that's what I think I've always loved about Scott is that he's like more like us, like the normal person, right? Who's just wait a minute that doesn't make any sense why are you a giant floating head what like why am i here what's happening so yeah he was he was something all right but he died yeah, of a ginger. <laughs> i agree with you he, he, he doesn't necessarily ruin the film and no. i think anyone who enjoys the film is not going to be like well modok ruined it because it, it's one of those things like he plays a non-insignificant role he's clearly a very present but it's not enough to detract i think from the overall plot and like like ashley said like kang is the the central focus and that's very much true and that's why i actually did at the end of the day i i have my criticisms but i enjoyed it um in many ways um maybe probably more than the second one um because of kang kang is awesome and it's I haven't done any research on this. I could be wrong, but I think it's the first time that at the end of the film, this is like full spoilers. At the end of the film, it says Kang will return. It's like, the, right? The only time, isn't it, that the villain was the one that was focused on the whole so-and-so will return thing? Um, I, I is there anybody else that, that I, Ten Rings is like iffy, because, but I don't think they're villains. So like, is there anyone else where the that message of so-and-so will return will be was focused on the villain? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, the Ten Rings, um, yeah. they're kind of, 
gray area. Loki, he's a gray area too. I want to say even at the end of Infinity War, it was just like the Avengers will return with like a question mark. So I don't think it was Thanos mentioned. Yeah. At all. So yeah, it was an interesting choice that they said Kang will return and not any of the others. Right. And I think it just shows what the focus of the film is. It's it's yeah. the true introduction of Kang, not he who remains, but the fully realized Kang. Mm-hmm. And so I have to, you know, uh, disagree with those who are like, oh, we didn't need this film or should have started at the end. I'm like, that's, those types of criticisms make no sense to me. It's like, we, we're we over 10 years into this. We know how the MCU goes. One film leads into multiple other things. And it, it, there's a purpose for that. They tell the story that way. It's, you mm-hmm. can't just, otherwise the MCU would just be a bunch of, you know, highlight reels from video games. It'd be a bunch of DCU movies. I was curious, they'd be a DC movie. <laughs> Which is funny because the Modoc thing reminded me of Black Adam. Like, you know, he's flying that that meme where Black Adam's flying down from the sky and you see his face like really like yes. projected on the screen. That's what Modoc looked like the whole time. Yes, <laughs> he did. Yeah, I agree. Like, ser- and I think a lot of people forget or they weren't fans from the very beginning of the MCU. So they came in after like Age of Ultron or after the even after the Avengers, the first Avengers film. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it all connected. I'm like, yeah, because you came in at the connection point, like the the obvious connection point, right? Not the like, the clues have been there the whole time. But the, so like this one, literally for everybody who was like, phase four has no direction. The MCU has no direction. I literally hate that argument. That's a whole other podcast. But like this one is like spoon feeding you. Here's the direction that we're going in. Kang is the bad guy. Like <laughs> the floating head, like with the giant sign. Like here's the bad guy for this saga. In case you were stupid and couldn't understand that the Kang dynasty was about so, Kang. Now that you've said that, I'll be curious to see how many more arguments there are with like, people just I don't understand phase five or what they're doing with it this movie was so stupid it's like Kang two post credits with Kang which is also another point about those post credits I don't think we've ever seen one where it was both of them focused on the same character even though they were for different right, right. I don't think like, so properties either. or whatever um and then the yes Kang will return like if if this doesn't <laughs> scream to you what the purpose of this film was Again, kind of like not understanding phase four. This is literally a you problem. It's such a you problem. You should probably just stop watching movies in general. <laughs> All right. Or at least stop talking about them. <laughs> so yeah, get out of our mentions is what we really want. Oh, get yeah. out of our mentions. Um, yes. Thank and, you. And get really stop getting views on like YouTube for shenanigans because you're an idiot. I mean, that's yes, related stop to asking me how much I was paid to do a reaction when I walk out of a movie theater and I'm sitting in a dark parking garage. I was not paid to do that. If I was paid to do something, I would probably have like a makeup team and I'd have had really great lighting. Right? I wouldn't do you have just get been that too, fumbling Ron? over my words going, oh my God, I just loved it so much. Do you get that, that too, yes. Ron, where your guests are, are like, your followers are like, Ugh oh my gosh, these pundits and they're just paid to say whatever. And I'm also like, you do realize that with like a reaction tweet, you have 240 characters to say- To not spoil. To not spoil and say kind of whether or not you liked it or didn't like it. And that's about all you can say. I'm like, y'all are dumb. Like you are (laughs) actually dumb. Well, thanks to Elon's Twitter, we can have more than 240 Oh God, I don't want to read Oh, 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 we can have more now? Oh, I didn't even, how did I not even know that? No, because that's how much I don't pay attention to what's happening over there as I should, because it's such a dumpster fire. 
that's also another podcast. All right. So as with any Marvel movie, there were Easter eggs, there's callbacks, there's some cameos in there. So let's talk our favorites. Ron, what did you, what were your favorites of the, or just a favorite scene, whatever you want to share? Yeah, um, great question. I mean, my mind automatically goes to the the stingers and that's probably like the, the lowest hanging fruit. Um, but I'm going to let you... Uh, I'm gonna let you all do the second one because I think you love that one. <laughs> the second singer was great, um, and it has a really great Easter egg, and and I thought it was great. But um, that that first singer is just incredible in terms of where I think Janice's point is exactly uh, hit the nail on the head, which is like if you don't like Kang, just stop watching now because there's <laughs> gonna be so much Kang, and that scene is the clear message to that, right? Like we got Rama Tut. And um, we've got Immortus, and then there's been a lot of debate, even amongst us, who that third one is, who that main third one is, which I, I hope we can talk about. But um, I think just those hints of what's to come and what they could do with it is going to be really cool, and and I enjoyed that. Definitely, I think um, he's only in there for like a hot second, but I was super excited to see Jimmy Woo because I love him. I loved him in Wandavision, which that was the last time we've seen him, right, in the MCU. Yeah, it's yeah. like the bestie that everybody wants. Like, I, I think I posted on Reddit and I was like, this is just a Jimmy Woo appreciation post. And it was him carrying the coffee like, hey, got my besties there, coffee. I just I want him in all the things. So I'm hoping that because he was in here, that means he's filming something. Because why else would they like, come on, he just happened to be around when they were filming stuff for this movie. He's got to be in something. Fingers crossed. It's the Marvel secret. All the things, honestly. Whatever he fits in, he should be in. It's just, just going to say that. Amen, please. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, you know, I was disappointed. I wanted I wanted more. I was disappointed that he was in it so briefly. And then we didn't have Louis like you, you, Louis, like you talked about. And there were so, some of those that I was a little frustrated. It was hard because so much of the movie takes place in the quantum realm. But mm -hmm. yeah, more Jimmy Woo. Yes. But yeah, like even even some of the things with like the birthday party or whatever, you'd be like, why didn't Jimmy come to the party? <laughs> like, where's where's my FBI agent friend? Like this, you know, just things like that. You could see Doing them magic tricks. naturally. <laughs> yes. Like naturally fitting in a little piece of a puzzle somewhere along the line. So it's like, you know, that most likely they were tied up with other things and not that they didn't want them in the movie because they could have fit. But yeah, the Luis absence for me was another big big one. Cause like, you know, Ashley and I talked about this, you know, I don't want to say at length, but like, we definitely have talked about it more than once about how him doing some kind of a summary at the end or retelling the story. And, you know, even like when they do that um, at the end, when they're doing kind of the echo to the opening, when Scott's retelling his little story, that would have been perfect for him to like run into Luis on the street. And then Luis is telling somebody about, you know, what he, you know, Scott told him or whatever. And it's like, ah, oh, like, why not? Like, where are you, Michael Pena? Like, what happened? And I just, yeah. I was like, I really miss Louise. <laughs> yeah. That but was... I was glad to see that they found a spot for David Dalsmalshian to do something in this one. So that was fun. Yes. And we all know the other member of the entourage. <laughs> I was just going to say, trouble, we, so. we know why we won't see him again him. anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. But David Dalsmalshian, he had a great a great weird role it was it was funny for him yes so, it really was in case you didn't realize he's veb so he's yeah. the one that's very obsessed with holes holes <laughs> he's yep he's all about holes i have <laughs> holes 
That was a great character. <laughs> I thought so too. He was so much fun. He oh, was definitely goodness. fun. And I was like, that just, again, that humor though. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. He has seven holes. <laughs> He's like, Jen and I were talking about that after the screen. We were like counting in our heads. <laughs> so you were like, Scott, where he's like, yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> Legit. Legit. Oh my God. Yes. I I think so. Yeah. Wu, I think, was my my big fave of seeing him, even though, like I said, it was like a split second. I loved all the little nods back to the other Avengers and like Scott's feelings with them from the audiobook where he's talking about being t- turned into a baby. <laughs> he's like, Am I Hulk's baby? Like, whose baby am I? And then meeting a space raccoon. I was like, that's it's it's that kind of stuff like cracks me up because you know he's I can't wait to see him and Miss Marvel interact because as like the fans, they're both like fangirls <laughs> of the Avengers. So he'll totally understand when she's like, oh my God, it's Miss Marvel, it's Captain Marvel. And he's like, I know that's how I felt when I saw Cap, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if those interactions aren't there, we revolt. No, I'm just kidding. Half Definitely. kidding. Um, also, can I just say how excited I was when they made that book an actual book that we can buy? Yes. I can't wait to see what's in it. No, me either. I'm so excited. Who to wrote read that it. book? Like, I want to know who the actual writer Scott is. Scott Lang. You know I mean? He told us in the movie. <laughs> like, I, it's just so, whoever, I, whoever wrote that, it's like they wrote a whole book and it's like, yes. are they going to get any credit to, uh, for being an author of a Marvel book? I feel like it's this crazy, weird, like ghostwriting situation. Yeah, you know, it'll my guess is it would be one of those things where like the actual ghostwriter will come out like in a few months or like a year after it's been out and like doing well. And then somebody will be able to take credit for it. But obviously, like, yeah, no, the fact that it's listed as Scott Lang kills me. I was like, no, this has to be like, you know, early April Fools or whatever. But I was like, nope, it's pre-ordered. It's coming to me in September. (laughs) I know I pre-ordered it, too. (laughs) I was like, Ron, did you order yours? He's like, no, I don't like Ant Man. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't order it. They gave it away at the premiere, which I was not at. So I just viewed admiringly. Rude. I didn't know they gave it at the premiere. No, I didn't either. I I just saw, again, as I admired all these people, those who went, like, I I think I saw a table with like a a stack of books. Oh, I bet. I I wonder if Scott Lang was there signing them. Oh, my gosh. It would have been amazing if he actually. Right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that have been like the best thing? We'll have to ask somebody who was there. Okay. We weren't there, but we've been to some other ones in the past. Yeah. That party actually looked pretty fun. I was only a little sad. Oh, did they have a after party on at the premiere? I think that was like the first one in like a long time. Yeah. There were, yeah, there was definitely an after party. I saw food oh. and pictures. I was so okay, not going to lie. <laughs> it's not Marvel related, but I want to go to the Indiana Jones premiere. Just yeah, that's gonna be. That's and gonna my be fingers good. crossed. Short rounds coming back. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah so that would be. But I, he has to be even a post credit. I don't think Indiana Jones has post credits. They should make a post credit scene, and it should be him at least, at the very least. But I also don't want anybody to spoil that. I don't want them to put it in a trailer. I just want to be sitting there, and then he is on the screen. He's like, "Doctor Jones." I'm like, "Yes." Like, that's all I want. Can that happen in this day and age? Like, it, it, like especially as big as he is right now, like blowing up. He's not, 
<laughs> he's on Good Morning <laughs> America. It, I need him to say it exactly the way he did it. In yeah. well, he will. He Not totally can. It still sounds like the same. He, like, oh my god, he does. He I so noticed does. that when I was listening to him talk. I was like, oh my gosh, he really hasn't. Mm-hmm. No, grown he's up, like, literally like, the same. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about those stingers. So, stinger number one, as Ron mentioned, has our Council of Kings. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about it, Ron, yesterday when I was writing stuff up. We kind of talked, we think it might be a version of Iron Lad. And when I was looking through various things of Kang, I also think it might be Kid Immortus, or maybe just a combination of the two of them, because as to how he looks, because he definitely looked younger than the rest of them. And just like that whole cybernetic, I don't know, it's probably a mashup and they'll probably never name him and we'll just have to debate endlessly over who it is. It's like Cassie. Is it Stature? Is it Stinger? You know, that was that was another thing that I was by her suit. She's Stinger. Yes. Stature's suit looks like Ant-Man's suit and Stinger's suit is purple. Yeah. But they don't say either way. So it's like. I think it's like you said, it's a mashup. They do a lot of those like, well, let's take from here and there. And that makes sense for this character. And I I do hope for this third main Kang variant. We, I really hope they they tell us, like, at least make it clear that it is a mashup or the Iron Lad or Kid Immortus or whatever it is. Like, I hope we get something, some kind of clarity. I feel like as the phase like progresses, to... we may. <laughs> but they also like to not. I mean, that's true. It's true. They, absolutely. But, like, I feel like even with, like, the Loki variants. Oops, I lost my hold, please. <laughs> But I, I feel like even like with the Loki variants, right? Like much of the time they're named. But yeah, no, you're but you're absolutely right. They may not ever identify, or it could be a mashup or whatever. But it'll just be I, whatever the fans end up calling him. Right. What but else? I could see them telling us exactly who he is later on. Now, yeah. do you got how how prevalent do you think that Kang will be as the primary villain in upcoming? you know, shows and films. Like, obviously, we saw the second stinger with season two of Loki. I kind of thought that he might be just the hub, the presence in the background. Do you all think he will be an active, visible villain in Loki season two? And, you know, what other projects do you think he'll pop up in before, um, you know, Kang Dynasty? Mm, that's a good question. I think, I want to say, I'm leaning towards it's going to be a mix. Like Thanos kind of just was like to the side for a lot of it. He'd pop up in the post credits, like kind of as he was overseeing people doing things. And he really was just sitting back and letting them gather the stones so he could come in and get them all in one place. Whereas Kang, I feel because there's the different variants of him, he can pop up more. I don't think he's going to be the only villain we see for sure. I think Loki, he will be prevalent to what's going on. Um, but yeah, these other versions of him, cause he can jump all around. I think we'll see more of him than we saw of Thanos, but I don't think he'll be in every single thing, but he might definitely be in every single post credit going forward. Is my thoughts. I don't know. That would be like cool. That, I mean, obviously, I don't think we'll see him in like Ms. in the Marvels or whatever, Miss Marvel. Uh, I think that's going to be more scroll like secret. Yeah, it's yeah, like I don't see him being in there at all, unless like obviously like a post credit scene, Secret Wars or whatever. 
obviously the Kang stuff, Loki. I'm trying to think of what else is coming out in the near, near future. But I could see him being in the background of things even where like in the comics, he's like a sub player or like, you know, one of many villains that they interact with. But like, is he working with the high evolutionary kind of thing? Like for Guardians? Right. Or is a version of him working with the high evolutionary? And honestly, they could change things around and they could make certain things variants of him if they really wanted to. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. I hope Jonathan Majors got the biggest bag because he has a big burden in terms of just the different variants he has to play. And that's the thing, like, um, there was that quote comparing him to Thanos um, where Kevin Feige said that um, Kang tested better than even Thanos did with test audiences. And hmm. to me, I love Kang because Thanos was really cool, but he wasn't like a layered villain, right? He was just a force of nature that everybody was trying to avoid. Um, even the kind of motivation that they gave him, like his faux environmentalist motivation, to me was a little bit like a afterthought. You know, it wasn't that important. And I don't think to me gave him the, enough layers. But with Kang, even in this one story, um, we, that's the you do need to watch this story because you see how he can be. I mean, he and um, and Janet like had a whole period where they worked together. They were supporting. There was maybe even a, like some romance. Like you know what I mean? There was there was so many layers to it. And even when she discovered who he is and what his background is, he didn't suddenly turn into this stereotypical like ah ha ha. You figured out who I was. He was actually going to honor his um their their bond. He was going to say like I'll let your reality live. Like that's fine because you helped me. And I think there, there were those layers that I, to me, made Kang already so much more interesting. And this is just the first layer um, of Kang. So I think the potential is so significant. Definitely. And Thanos, honestly, Thanos's um, motivations in the comics were even worse than the environmental stuff. It was, he was trying to impress yeah, right. Death, yeah. <laughs> Which I, like, they could have oh, translated that. <laughs> my lady love, I'm just going to murder everybody for you. And she's like, I don't even care. <laughs> At least... I was like, well, at least they didn't make him just do it for love because that would have been super cheesy, I think, on screen. But yeah, you're right. They didn't really give him any layers. He really was just kind of like, um, what's his name? Like Galactus who like swallows worlds. Like it's just something you're trying to avoid or trying. Kang definitely has the layers. And honestly, in the comics, he's way more deadly than Thanos anyway. So he's super exciting. I mean, literally just dropping that line like, oh, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? It all blurs together. (laughs) I was like, ah. Thanos I love it. One He's like, are you the one with the hammer? Oh my goodness, that line. <laughs> we get confused oh, a lot by our body types. Body. I was like, dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, Scott. <laughs> but yeah, like just, I mean, just that line. Like Thanos only defeated one set of Avengers. Th- or Kang's out here like, nah, I, just, I took out several. <laughs> I killed all <laughs> of you. <laughs> I remember one had a hammer. It's like, it's all he, it's all he knows. <laughs> it's probably. Yep exactly like thor was so insignificant he didn't bother to learn his name and just are you the one with the hammer like that is king like yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. and 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 not just so insignificant but that he does this so often and at such scale that like even like his arrogance avengers he doesn't he's like whatever he's like i don't know some dude with a hammer Also, I loved when they shrunk, when Ant-Man and Wasp shrunk and they went at him and he flicks them like bugs on the wall. I was like, that is maybe my favorite, like just 
of all the fight scenes. Like, like it's yeah. just one moment where he's like, flip, <laughs> like, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what do y'all think about, because we're all, all, all fans of Kang, Kang gang. Um, but I, one of the criticisms I do think is pretty valid is that is the culmination, right? The climax um, scene, I think a lot of people felt like you built up this character to be an incredibly powerful villain. And the way he went out, I think, was a little bit disappointing to a lot of people. <laughs> like, that's how you're going to, you know, defeat the, it wasn't that creative. It was just, you know, I don't know what do y'all think about that? So okay. I, Ashley has a really great theory that I think we should just let her share because this is a perfect intro to it without being like, oh, wait, I was waiting for, to ask Ashley about her theory. <laughs> okay, so yes, I have a theory. <clears throat> so in the first post credit scene, when they were discussing, they just say they've killed him, right? And you assume they're talking about Kane the Conqueror because that's what he's been talking about this whole movie. Oh, they shut me out and they did this and they did that, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's actually who they're talking about. I think they're talking about he who remains, who was the one who actually sealed them all off from the main timeline. And Darren, as weird as he was when he came back, he proves that even if you are shrunk down to the whatever molecular size of dust or smaller, you can survive. So I don't think it's actually the last we'll see of Kang the Conqueror. So I think it looks like he went out like a beep, but I think he'll be back. And if not, then they'll just make these other ones extra, 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 extra bad. But I just, like with his name, like out of all of them, like Immortus is cool, but I just feel like Kang the Conqueror carries the power behind it just the title does <clears throat> excuse me so i don't know that's my theory that's well and I'm... the conqueror is the one who's traveled like multiple timelines and multiverses and crushed you know worlds and habitats to get what he wanted so i i also feel like that's an indication that he may it feels like him being reduced to whatever you know, flame shreds, dust, whatever you want to pick for a term in that scene seems unlikely. I almost feel like it's, you know, if Loki has shown us anything, I mean, the character is that you're not dead. Yeah. You're dead, dead. Exactly. It's comic book dead. <laughs> it's comic book dead. Like he can come back. And I just see like a post credit. It could honestly be in the Marvels. It could be in Guardians where somebody's messing around in the quantum realm or somewhere out in a multiverse somewhere. And you just kind of see him pulling himself back together. I could see it happening. Yeah. I like, I like the theory, especially what you said about the first thing or referring to the end of Loki. I think that's really cool and makes a whole lot of sense. Actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so I love that. I think even the, pro the problem I have with the way that came out, came the conqueror was defeated in the film, even if he's not dead, it just, it wasn't, done in a way that made me think like oh phew they really like they were gonna lose 100 percent, and then like barely won out of luck or unusual creativity or you know something that i think would be necessary to defeat like this uber villain you know um but instead it was like a horde of ants <laughs> and then like the wasp coming out and i don't know it just it, to me it was anticlimactic in terms of the the building up of the character and the resolution at the end i would have liked a more creative ending or a more like oh my gosh we barely made it here type of ending that's fair. that's fair i honestly didn't think they'd all make it out so when everybody I, 
survived. I was like, I mean, I wanted Scott to survive. Let's be clear. But Hope, I was like, mm, she can go. I was blown away that we didn't lose anybody because I legit figured based on the trailers, we were going to lose part of the team. Like somebody wasn't coming home. Be it Hank or Janet, Hope, whatever. Like you figure Scott and Cassie are going to make it out. But beyond those, it's like. I mean, I will say I was a little concerned about Scott because they kept showing it. And I was like, this better not be his funeral. I just don't think I can handle it. Oh my God. No, I, I, mean, I we had to, like, we had some discussions after somewhere else. <laughs> yep. But yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was a spectacle. It was, it was funny, but yeah, it didn't feel like, but I guess again, that's kind of the, the thing. Cause he'll be back. Maybe that's why they didn't choose to make it feel. I don't know. We don't know. It's one of those things. Maybe it'll hindsight 2020. It'll be better when we're farther away from it and we can see kind of where they're building to. Yeah. But yeah, it was weird to me that everybody walked away from that. I was like, really? And, and then I was like, oh man, they're stuck in the quantum room. Cause I forgot about the satellite thing. And then I was like, wait a minute, didn't it get like broken because MODOK hacked into it? Like, how does that thing still work? And I was like, what is actually happening? So I was a little surprised when they were like, oh yeah, no, we're just going to go home now. And they walked through the little portal door. I was like, it was so convenient. I was like, what? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was too convenient. I thought they were trapped down there. I did too. Exactly. I was writing in my notes. I'm like, oh my God, they're trapped. And the next movies. And then it, they just, I was like, oh, they're, oh, uh, well, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess they were like, right this way. We're just going to yeah. head was back like, out. Oh, I was like, what, what's happening? Out. Hope will get <laughs> caught. Like somebody will get caught, right? Maybe yeah. he gets out, but Hope gets caught and they got to figure out how to get back to her. So they got to repair the machine. And that's where, you know, if you want to deep dive into the comics where Reed Richards comes into play and the Fantastic Four who actually helped build stuff like that. But nope, they just all went, it just all hung. And I was like, oh, okay, it's weird. And I feel like that very neat and tidy ending um, is probably intentional in terms of the future of what they're planning. Like it's, Maybe they'll do another Ant-Man. Maybe they won't. If they do, it'll probably be way down the line. But clearly, Kang is the introduction. And then Cassie, like you like you said, Ashley, like they obviously have plans for Cassie, which is why they recasted her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, it is neat and tidy so that everyone can walk away from like, okay, like I got my Ant-Man fix. I'm, I'm not crying. I'm also not, it's not a cliffhanger. Um, I'm not desperate to see how else this story plays out because then they'd have mm-hmm. to answer that, right? Like if they all got stuck there, Eventually, when they use Cassie, they're going to have to address, like, okay, how'd you get out? What happened to everyone else? Like, so I think they did want to make it nice and tidy, but it, from a story, singular story perspective, I think it's a little unsatisfying. And I like neat and tidy endings. Like, I don't like people dying, but <laughs> it, to right. me, it was a little like dark. Right? <laughs> <Death> endings. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, yeah. I did like how when he's walking down the street, he's all like, la, 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 and he's like, it's probably fine. Like thinking the same thing. I'm like, that's not fine. This isn't fine. Something's no, something's wrong. Something's not fine. So the fact that I, he acknowledged that I was like, okay, well, at least he does know, but it's probably not okay. Yeah. But yeah, I get it. The neat and tidy was a little, a little too neat and tidy, but you're right. You don't have to address it anytime soon. I think intentionally too neat and too tidy. It feels wrong. <laughs> Purposefully wrong. Oh, that's so convenient. Everybody just lived after that? Huh. Weird. 
something's coming. Something I honestly happened. was like, oh man, he's going to walk down the street and there's going to be a version of King mm-hmm. thing, like in a cafe somewhere watching. That's what I, I expected. I totally thought that, or just exactly just looking over like in the, like right. whatever, in a building or something. I agree. I thought they were going to do I that. Was, I was like, there's, there's a lot of like, I was surprised about things that I were like, oh, that's a no brainer. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, especially but, with so many variants hanging out around there. Well, I guess to be fair, they are trapped somewhere. So maybe they didn't have time. In theory. To yeah. travel to Earth 616. And I mean, maybe they just Earth. ran out of time filming Jonathan Majors is like 14,000 variants of Kang. <laughs> they were like, we're not sure which one we want watching, Scott. So we got to. Right. We haven't decided yet. <laughs> or they might have filmed like four different ones and then been like, now we're out. <laughs> I'm curious to see what the deleted scenes are. I know the movie just came out, but I'm all like, ooh, the deleted scenes and the blooper reel, because that's got to be with that group. Like, mm. they got to have some good ones. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, post credit two is a, I'm, it's probably a scene out of Loki, right? I don't think it's an extra scene. I think it's actually in Loki season two, probably in the opener, is what I would guess somehow. Yeah. Him and Mobius are chilling at some magic show back in the olden days. We got the nice sepia like color tone and Victor Timely. So Victor Timely is an alias of Kang for those who don't know. And Loki's sitting there going, that, that's him. Like, that's the problem. He's he's the guy. Moby's like, he's doing magic tricks. Like he's not, <laughs> he's not a threat. So that's why I was like, oh yes, we got Loki season two, which again, it was like an old school Marvel stinger because we had a couple stingers where they were actually scenes from the next films. You know, like when they had Bucky in the garage and his arm was like, you know, whatever. And Falcon's like, what are we going to do with this? <laughs> so that's a great one. Yeah. So it was like very old school Marvel stingers. So do we think Victor Timely is going to be the main antagonist of Loki? I think they're, I don't know if it was confirmed, but I did see something. It might be a rumor, which I hate spreading that there'd be various versions of King in Loki season two it kind of makes sense I don't know if that was confirmed or not but we're definitely getting one for sure with this and I feel like that would be a great vehicle to kind of explain the other ones maybe get some clarification on number three <laughs> like who is he what yeah, that's true they could totally do a scene where Loki's explaining you know who these potential ones are and why why they're different and look different and just like not too long but a little bit of exposition could be really helpful just to set the stage for the future i'm still not convinced that like jonathan majors will be like a super active role in loki too i feel like he'll appear like we saw victor timely but it'll be like they're trying to prevent um him from taking over or turning into a martyr or whatever like whatever they're like there's going to be some sort of plot device that pushes them that puts them on a journey but i don't know that he'll actively be like fighting against um you know loki and, and morbius and them well that makes sense i'm just super excited for loki season. <clears throat> i more just loki, not a problem all the loki <laughs> i want more loki variants i hope president loki with his missing arm comes back because he was great. He was only on there for like two seconds. I was like, man, he's so funny in the comics. I can't, I haven't found anything that confirms more than the one Kang variant, but we do have um, Kate Dickey or whatever her name is from um, Game of Thrones, who's 
cast as a villain too in Loki. Okay. Too. But no, I can't see anything that does that doesn't say it's like just rumored that there'll be variants. Okay. See, I wasn't sure and I didn't do digging. But I think, you know, like Ron was saying, we could totally have a scene almost like where we met the other Lokis, where they kind of all briefly kind of told their thing, right? So like old school Loki, kid Loki, Croaky, who we love. <laughs> Even though he's an alligator, I'm like, it's a missed, it was a missed opportunity to name him Crocodile Loki. Come on, it's literally right there in the name. It's right there. I agree. <laughs> and everybody called him Croaky. So I'm like, oh. anyways. Yeah, we could get and Boastful Loki. Can't and forget Boastful Loki. Loki. I forgot about him. He he betrayed the other Loki, so I don't like him. <laughs> he was the worst Loki. And then it was like handlebar Loki, bicycle. There are some crazy Lokis. I hope we get some equally crazy Kangs, like just random ass ones in the background where you're like, that's weird. <laughs> but I guess we're <laughs> in possibility. Ron has a life outside of talking about fandom stuff all day. <sighs> That's weird. I don't understand that. You have like kids and work from home or something. Weird. I mean, you would think from all the incredible checks that Disney sends me for to to be a shill that I wouldn't have to work ever again instead of having to work multiple jobs. And well played, Ron. Well played. Oh my god, that was amazing. It was right. And I could totally just like be on a yacht somewhere with these checks. Only they were real and not imaginary. If they start coming in, are we going to agree that we're like going to buy a yacht and we're all just going to like party and like oh, do yeah. whatever we want all day? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The three of us and Bobby Iger will just hang out. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> and Kevin, don't forget Kevin. Kevin's got Oh, yes. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely we need personally, Kevin. We personally interact with Kevin on a daily basis. Like he, he texts and he's like, please say this. About yeah, that. that's right. He, he feeds us these lines, everything that we sure does. It's why I stumble over my words when I'm like super excited about something. I'm totally reading off of a script. Well, you know, and that's why I definitely write reviews like, you know, why I didn't like Avatar because Disney pays me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a whole separate, uh, another Avatar revisit. When, well, I, we're getting another one, whatever, later this uh, year, whatever it is. So um, I'm excited for Avatar The Last Airbender, which is the superior Avatar. 100 no i'm also yes. hoping this live action is good because that movie was trash so oh my gosh me too well at least the live action we know has some great actors so that is true so that's where i'm like it's 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 got to be good because the, like the cast is great yeah they can't screw it up twice can they oh no don't say it that, why did you just say that out loud ashley <laughs> take those words back fine they're not dc you know like justice league was bad twice Okay, fair. Touche. Touche. You guys are killing every every franchise. (laughs) They kill it themselves, actually. It's not us. We just we just say what we see. (laughs) We just point out the obvious. That's all. Mm -hmm. Well, Ron, thank you so much for joining us today. And listeners, thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. As always, if you have something to share, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and that Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks much. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.